Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, automizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Monday afternoon, we talk to my good friend, Mark Rogers, the voice of college football. He joins us yet again. Mark, what is going on, my friend? It's great to see you. I feel like it's been a while, but really excited to talk some college football for you. What's going on, my friend? How are you? 
Chris, I'm doing just fine. I jumped on here and heard you re reading uh, the itinerary for the SEC media days. And I just noticed here in opening my email that uh, I've got the full rundown of media credentials and uh, kickoff media information, parking for the SEC media days and so forth and so on. I think I could still probably make it. Come on, let's go. Hey, I, I don't know if you saw, man, this happened over the last two weeks or week and a half or so, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be making my first ever appearance. So, I mean, I, you awesome. know, I, I think the first go around, I'm highlighting all this stuff. Maybe it's something that it'll get old or what have you, but I, I'm I'm very pumped. And I, I, I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't extremely excited and uh, not just for the South Carolina reason, but to see all these coaches, these players meet some people, a lot of people that I've had on my show or even talked to on a regular basis that I've never met in person. So just grateful for the opportunity, man. I'm looking forward to it. So maybe you should slide down. It'd be a lot of fun. It would be fun. It really would be fun. Uh, I went to seven straight and it never got old. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the gala that it is now. You know, I'm yeah. talking late 90s, 2000. It was, we thought it was a big deal at the time, but it's mm -hmm. blown up into, you know, a massive TV show <laughs> since then. Uh, if I could share one Mm -hmm. SEC Media Day experience here. This is this is uh this is why I always have a soft spot in my in my heart for one Tommy Tuberville. Uh, it was uh, right when he got the Ole Miss job, and it was his first SEC Media Days. I was doing the six o'clock sports cast for the station I worked for uh, live at the SEC Media Days. But by six o'clock, you know the 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 place is cleared. The coaches were a couple miles away at another hotel having, um, you know, their big luncheon or their big dinner and so forth and so on. And, and we wanted to have Tommy Tuberville on and we got word to him. He left their coaching dinner to come all the way down the street, you know, have to navigate the parking and everything show up and do a live interview with me for, for the, uh, for the news that night. So I always appreciated Tommy Tuberville for doing that. And uh, a lot of other things that he did after that, opening up his office during National Signing Day, and we'd sit there with the whiteboard, and he'd run down the prospects and mm -hmm. and uh, let us just walk right onto the field and practice and interview him. And he was great to work with. But it started with that first time, didn't know who I was at the time, and still came all that way because he knew, hey, I'm the new coach at Ole Miss. Nobody's given us a hell of a chance in any way to do anything. We're coming off probation. Man, I got to... I got to get the word out. I got to sell myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to your point, Mark, again, SEC Media Days has, I mean, I, I think to myself, you know, like Steve Spurrier's first SEC Media Days. I mean, I think the only way to like really follow along with that was like the newspaper. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm making myself sound old, but like I don't ever recall, you know, the only time I ever remember SEC Media Days getting like real airtime was when the SEC Network was launched. And I mean, that's when it really became – this, you know, I mean, I remember 2013 SEC Media Days and following along on Twitter because obviously social media changed the game. It was getting even more coverage. And, you know, I'll never forget uh, Jadavion Clowney coming in that season and, you know, saying that Taj Boyd and Aaron Murray were scared of him. And, like, it's such a fun time for for quotes or storylines or what have you. You're right. It's, it's become truly a four-day television show, full-on produced event, what have you. And, again, like I mentioned, I'm just – so excited to get to experience it firsthand in person and also in a great city like Nashville, somewhere I've never been before. So looking forward to that. But, uh, Mark, let me ask you this, just on the note of it. We now know who's going for South Carolina. Spencer Rattler, Tonky Hemingway, 
and Kai Kroger. But when you look at SEC Media Days as a whole, what are the storylines that jump out to you that you are most excited and intrigued to follow next week? Well, there are two things that I routinely follow because they they arrive each and every year without question. One is Greg Sankey. He is the commissioner of college football in terms of being a mm-hmm. conference commissioner. I know the Big Ten's in the running, but obviously Sankey has been running the SEC for quite a long time now. He is the gold standard when it comes to commissioners. So whatever he believes he needs to represent, he needs to trumpet, he needs to take on as a narrative, that is always very telling in regards to what is on his mind, what is he trying to sell, push, push back on. So whatever his big topic is, is going to tell us a lot about where he's headed with his conference and what he deems important. The other is the obvious, Nick Saban. He's the dean of college football coaches from the standpoint of just being the greatest of all time. And he usually has something on his mind that he wants to get across as well, whether that's NIL or the schedule or whatever, he's going to make it a point to say in a bunch of different ways, I'm just a coach. I don't have any authority in this, but (laughs) this is the way it should be. So those two come uh, first and foremost for me. Yeah. The, the other is this separation of the, the, the mid-tier teams within the conference. When I look at a South Carolina, when I look at, uh, well, Texas A&M is just such an odd situation. Uh, <laughs> Arkansas. When I look at these really good, talented teams that could break either way, You know, am I going to get a good feel coming out of media days or a bad feel for the trajectory? Mm -hmm. I think another one too, Mark, and I want to bring this to the forefront. How much do you think, because we all know, you know, Georgia, the back-to-back national champions, they're going for their third straight national title. Kirby Smart is going to want to talk about football and nothing but, but he's going to be asked about, I feel like, everything but football with all the off the field. How much of a how much of a storyline do you think that is? Do you think the media pries and prods and does everything they can to ask him about maybe some quote unquote culture issues in Athens? Chris, if it wasn't so serious, it would be comical. Like all these driving related incidents. What what is going on there? You know, I tweeted out the other day that uh, any young man the age of twenty five and under, if their premiums go up in the state of Georgia, they know who to blame. It's a Georgia football team. You know, it's it's unbelievable. How, how can there be this many incapable, incompetent, uh, reckless drivers on one football team? Yeah, it's wild to follow, man. I, I was going to ask you too, Mark. I mean, it feels like, you know, expect the unexpected in the SEC, the the chaos, the, the emotion, the energy. And you just look back at last year. And, and South Carolina was directly, I shouldn't say affected by it, but it, it was – the Mark Stoops thing with the comments that Stoops made about the silly sunglasses, what have you, and then Shane Beamer and company take that personally. I just, I just wonder, I just wonder what might come of this. And it's not something we can really predict, project, whatever. But uh, it'll be very interesting this year to see, like, kind of what the vibe is, what the mood is, and 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 if something like that maybe arises yet again. Well, it's great that you bring this up because the league has always had. 
two or three outliers, guys that are more willing to say what's on their mind and be out there and take some shots at some other guys. Brett Bielema would do that mm-hmm. when he was around. Steve Spurrier obviously would do that when he was around. Lane Kiffin's still around to do that. And then you also have this old guard versus new guard mm-hmm. that you're kind of pointing to here. And I don't think it's as obvious as it used to be. We used to have so many Bobby Bowdens and Joe Paternos around to kind of, uh, you know, that were just these legacy coaches versus kind of a new guard of coaches. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's a little bit more mixed. And and I think, you know, the, the Nick Saban era of coach has, has generally gone away. So it's not as quite as stark a contrast. But yeah, a guy comes in like a Shane Beamer mm-hmm. and he offends guys that have been around the league for a few years. And if uh, he has initial success and now he's riding high off of two really huge wins that he's a threat to a number of guys because we're all making comparisons about mm-hmm. who's getting the job done and who's not getting the job done. And when a guy can take over a two and eight football team and make it a, a really good team here in just a few years, well, he's going to be a bit of a target, especially when he's doing all this other stuff. Well, I think Shane Beamer, Mark, what he's done such a good job of, and of course we'll talk about this a lot next week also, but you know, you look at his two SEC media day appearances. And I mean, I, I think that fans can sometimes get lost in like media days and talking season because I mean, everybody's going to go to the podium right now and sell why their team is on the rise and why why they're going to have a great season, right? I mean, you're, you're never going to go to the booster events or, or listen to your head coach and a preseason presser and hear them say, we're just terrible. We're going to be no good. We got no leaders like the – I don't know if you saw the Spurrier clip circulating, which ironically enough came before the 2015 season when South Carolina did indeed stink. But, um, you know, when he – you know, he's like, you never hear a coach say this, like we're just terrible, whatever – but Shane Beamer, I think, in his two years at Media Does, has done a really, really good job of selling the Gamecocks program. And I think he understands that every opportunity behind the microphone, behind a camera, at a podium, what have you, it is an opportunity to sell the program to recruits, to prospects who are most likely watching. And I expect nothing or I expect nothing less from Beamer this go around as well. Yeah, I really find it interesting who each one of these head coaches select to show up mm-hmm. because we want to see the stars. We want to yeah. see the quarterbacks. They generally don't have an issue with that. As long as that guy that they choose, those three players now that they choose are very um, clean in their representation of the school. So mm-hmm. I always find it interesting of, of who those guys select to bring with them as well to kind of toe the company line, deliver the right message. And, uh, you know, it's a bit of a reward for those guys that are doing the right thing, but also you need to bring some star power. A lot of mm-hmm. offensive linemen show up to the, to the SEC media days that, uh, that a lot of folks don't necessarily, no offense to the offensive linemen, I think they're yeah. great. I think they make it all work. But a lot of people don't want to see show up, but they're many times the best representation of the program in terms of doing the right thing, going to class, working hard, being able to to deliver a a sentence that makes sense and doesn't (laughs) offend anyone. Yeah, I mean, you look at the representatives, Mark, this year. I mean, Spencer Rattler, after not going last year. And I, and I think the decision made sense, right? It was Rattler was a guy who had not taken a snap at South Carolina and you had some veteran dudes who you felt like, you know, had, had paid their dues and deserved to go, and I, and I think it worked out well. But 
I mean, listen, I, I was disappointed when he didn't go last year. Maybe it was a little bit selfish because I'm a content man. You're a content man. I cannot wait to hear what Spencer Rattler has to say about this new-look Gamecocks offense under Dabble Loggins and the things they're doing. Also, of course, Tonka Hemingway, who's going to be a leader up front. Then you bring in Kai Kroger on the special team side, your punter, which I think because of the identity of your program, Beamer Ball, I mean, I just think it makes sense to continue to reinforce that brand. So cannot wait to hear what Spencer Rattler has to say and you know all of the representatives for South Carolina uh, in that regard as well. Mark, I want to move into this. I, I dropped my predictions for South Carolina last week. I'm sure you may have seen those, but I just want to get your thoughts on them. I won't go with I, I won't go scores as well, but uh, just wins and losses. I've got South Carolina going seven and five, four and four in SEC play. I've got them beating UNC, Furman, uh, Florida, Mizzou, Jacksonville State, Vandy, Kentucky. I've got them losing to Georgia, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Clemson. Your thoughts on those picks, your immediate reaction, am I way off, am I on? What is your reaction to those predictions from yours truly? I think I'm just a few feet away from my uh, notebook that's got all my predictions down. And Oh, so without... you're ready. Yeah, so I, I didn't want to put you on the spot, but are, are you – and well, I, you without know, I'm not, checking, without not, checking, because I, I know yeah. you would have loved to have had my predictions video out at this point. Uh, not, I, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, you're putting them out right now. So I want to make sure everybody in this chat right now, everybody who tunes in, make sure right now you're listening via podcast. Go to YouTube, check out the voice of college football, Mark Rogers, dropping all of his predictions for everybody in college football. South Carolina will be upcoming soon. I know Gamecock fans will be very interested to hear that. So if, you, if you're ready to drop them right now, you can. I'm not going to pressure you into it, but it's all up to you, my friend. Well, I will say without double checking, seven and five, four and four sounds pretty familiar. Uh, <laughs> that that Mississippi State game, out of all those, yeah. would be one that would be good to turn to flip uh, to the win column to make that a, a nicer looking eight and four. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to regress. Mm -hmm. That's a tough schedule. It's a daunting schedule. Give South Carolina a ton of credit for scheduling North Carolina when they already have Clemson. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's doing that all the time. Scheduling a second difficult power five. And, uh, of course, the SEC is the SEC. And so it's uh, Mississippi State and Texas A&M in the other division. And what you don't want to see happen is, if that prediction does come true, is obviously to the average fan, it's regression. It's mm -hmm. we were eight and four last year. We're going seven and five this year. We can't have that. So that you are what your record is, that's not a good thing. And I agree with you, Mark. You know, it's not all progress is – it's not all linear, right? It's, it's yeah. not all built equally. So just because you go 7-5 and five this year, it doesn't mean you took some major step back, right? And obviously, like, the way it plays out, how you win and lose matters. Like, the record doesn't tell the full story. And admittedly, Mark, I'll tell you this, because the Mississippi State pick is the one that I've probably caught the most grief – we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And you know, it's, it's funny, Mark, like when I sit down and make predictions, I mean, I have kind of an idea in my head, but it's really just what comes to me in that moment. You know, like what hits me? I trust my gut. And I'm not a big pat myself on the back guy when it comes to picks, but year one of Beamer, I had six and six, three and five. They went six and six, three and five. Last year, I had eight and four, four and four. They went eight and four and four, four. So I'm trusting my gut this go around. And that Mississippi State game, South Carolina very well could win, by the way. They, they could. Because I think Carolina top to bottom has a better roster than Mississippi State. They have more talent. But coming off that Georgia game, you're beat up. You're banged up. That's got a nooner at Willie B written all over it. I think Mississippi State, Mark, I think people are over-exaggerating the downfall of their program because of the late, great Mike Leach, rest in peace. They've still got a talented football team. Will Rogers, I think, is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the SEC, which we'll talk about that more in just a second. But I'm just saying we've seen South Carolina, Mark, do this before. Like, this is not something new where we've seen the Gamecocks go into a game like this where they're favored in the ball game, what have you, and just in inexplicable fashion drop one that they shouldn't. Now, we've also seen South Carolina turn around, which, Mark, I don't know if you noticed this, and you may disagree. I think Kentucky is a favorite over South Carolina in that November game. I think Kentucky's going to have a good season. I've got them going eight and four. So I think that's the game that the Carolina at home steals late in the season to get it back. So that's sort of my thought process, if you will. It's not that I think Mississippi State's just head and shoulders a better football team. I think it's one certainly Carolina could turn, but it, it just feels all too familiar to me, if I'm being totally honest. Well, I'm right there with you on the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. I just think, yes, rest in peace, Mike Leach, legend, offensive genius, guru. They bring back a ton of production on both sides of the ball. Their defense is stout. They're they're a good team that just came off of nine and four. So, and they beat like a string of not great teams, good teams. They beat Auburn and Texas A&M and Ole Miss you know, they beat a lot of good teams in, in winning four games in the SEC. So, yeah, that just jumped out at me, and, and I didn't know offhand where the game was being played. So yeah. they're in Starkville, right? No, they're in Williams-Bryce. Okay. That's the kicker. Right? The so so if I, I'll, tell, yeah, I'll tell you this. If this is a night game at Willie B, I may feel a little bit differently, right? I, I, I Because I things change. South Carolina seems to be a different team late, but it feels like it's got that nooner written all over it. So – Again, it is very well a game South Carolina could win, but I look at it this way, Mark. I think week one against UNC, I know you've gone on record, said that's a win for Carolina. I believe you have at least. I look at Mississippi State as North Carolina with better lines of scrimmage. 
And I think Carolina's got real concerns up front now. I, I really do. Like, I don't think UNC that I've picked as a 31-27 to 27 win. I don't think UNC is going to have the bodies in the trenches to expose South Carolina. I, I, I think the Gamecocks, I think they're probably going to look a little bit, little bit better on both lines of scrimmage than they actually are because I just don't think UNC's got those type of athletes. Furman's Furman, it's a wash. Georgia's so far ahead of you. I don't think that's really, truly going to be like the measuring stick game, some think. I think Mississippi State's going to be like the first real, like, okay, this is somebody on your level or maybe slightly above you, but pretty much on your level in the line of scrimmage. Let's see how you fare. So it is a fascinating game for a number of reasons, for sure. Yeah, and the SEC is full of fascinating games because, again, <laughs> one of my opening lines here was mid-tier teams. Mm -hmm. I want to start to get a feel for, starting with media days, who I believe could break out versus who may slide back because I think that mid-tier the SEC is so good, so stacked, so superior to every other conference in, in the nation that the difference between five and seven and eight and four, we all laughed at Texas A&M last year, and, and rightfully so. They lost a ton of one-score games. Mm -hmm. You know That can turn around in a hurry record-wise without them doing a whole lot better. Uh, so five and seven to eight and four in, the, in this league is serious. Mm -hmm. Now, Mark, I want to give you my SEC predictions and just get your thoughts on it. I, I've got Georgia winning the East, surprise, surprise, at 12-0, and 8-0. I think they go undefeated yet again. I just don't know who in the world is going to – the only two games that give me pause, Auburn and Tennessee. But, I, dude, the, the dogs are just so much better than everybody else. I got Tennessee nine and three, five and three in SEC. I got South Carolina finishing third, seven and five, four and four, with the tiebreaker over Kentucky, who I've got eight and four, four and four and fourth. I've got Florida in fifth. They've got the tiebreaker over Mizzou, but I got the Gators going five and seven, three and five. Mizzou finishing six, six and six, three and five, and then Vanderbilt seventh, four and eight, one and seven. In the West, I've got LSU winning the West, eleven and one, seven and one. Believe it or not, Mark, I've got their one loss to Mississippi State. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I get on this upset train to Mississippi State for some reason. Just a weird, wacky game, right? But winning all the rest, beating Bama and Tuscaloosa, I got Bama nine and three, six and two. I got them losing to Texas that week two game. I've got AM nine and three. I'm an idiot. I know, Mark. I just, I can't give it up. AM's like that drug I can't put down. Nine and three, five and three in SEC play. Arkansas fourth, seven and five, three and five. Auburn fifth, seven and five, three and five. Mississippi State sixth, six and six, three and five. And then the really like it feels wrong, but I got Ole Miss seventh, six and six, two and six in league play. Your initial reaction to those SEC predictions. And I got Georgia beating LSU in the SEC championship. Well, I'm going to go back to a talking point that I bring up every so often, and that's that there's going to be teams out there that uh, are going to surprise us this year. That seems like an obvious statement, but I mean that there are going to be teams that are going to be three games better or worse, at least more than we think. And and I got to say, Chris, I, I tell you that, I tell everybody that, but when I make my predictions – they're tough to find. They're tough to find. Well, Texas A&M's an obvious one. Mm -hmm. They should improve from five and seven. I'm at that eight and four or better. Mm -hmm. Haven't released that pick. So I'll give that one away. Uh, they're one. And, uh, you know, Florida, man, they're not that bad, but mm -hmm. they're certainly bad for Florida. And against that schedule, things could, could um, fall off the rails. So, Obviously, you're not believing in Bama's quarterback situation, and you really believe in LSU. I, I like, yeah, I, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, we, we do these opponents.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply preview series or whatever and I don't know if it, the LSU guy just got in my ear but dude they return a ton offense that, that offense is filthy dude and Perkins at linebacker and they they retooled in the, on the defense and the portal and I'm a believer in LSU man even though they've got to go to Tuscaloosa which you know I, I our friend Chris Marler joined us a Bama guy and he, he pointed out that you know LSU hasn't beaten Bama back-to-back years and it felt like a hundred years or something so I mean I just I do have serious questions about Alabama quarterback. I'm not sold on it. I think Texas wins week two. I don't know if it's Milrow. I don't know if it's Simpson. I don't know if it's Buck. I have no idea. And it just feels like when I look at LSU and Bama, if I'm picking Bama to win the West, I'm solely doing so because I'm saying I just trust Nick Saban's going to do what he always does and get it done and use all this rat poison and use all this. But, like, on paper, LSU is that team. They, they are the team to beat, in my opinion, the SEC West. You go down the list of position units, and LSU, it feels like, has the advantage, man. So could Bama do what they typically do, that same song and dance, and just prove everybody wrong? Because I'm really intrigued, Mark, to see who the media picks. Who will the media pick, Bama or LSU? Because it's like, again, like your point, on one hand, you've got Lord Nick at SEC Media Days, and it's like, do we dare go against the throne? And then you got Brian Kelly at LSU, and it's like, but man, you know, so I just – here's my biggest hang-up with Bama, Mark. You had Bryce Young and Will Anderson on that team last year, and you want, you went 10-2. and two. So you're telling me they're going to get better losing them? I know they reload, but I don't know, man. I, I just – I struggle. I struggle to see that. So I'm going to ride with LSU. I could be dead wrong. Hey, again, this is my first year, Mark, uh, locking in picks at SEC Media Days, and I don't know. I might – I might get my credentials revoked after after picking Bama to go nine and three. So I don't know. You got to think that the media has gone with Saban every year that he's been there since he got things going. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think it's going to be fascinating to to see, because again, I think on paper LSU looks sexy, but again, it's, it's, it's Alabama we're talking about and Nick Saban, they'll figure it out. So um, I also dropped Mark. I wanted to get your thoughts on this really quickly. Again, we've been doing a lot of ranking stuff, whatever the last week or so, has been a lot of fun. I dropped full SEC quarterback rankings. Uh, I'll just run down the list. K.J. Jefferson, one. Jaden Daniels, two. I have Will Rogers, three. Spencer Rattler, four. By the way, this is going into the season. Okay, I want to specify that. Joe Milton, five. Devin Leary at Kentucky, six. Connor Wegman at A&M, seven. Jackson Dar, eight. I got Jalen Milrow, nine. Carson Beck, 10. Peyton Thorne, 11. Brady Cook, 12. A.J. Swan, 13. I got Graham Mertz, 14. I'm not very high on Florida, Mark. Your thoughts on the quarterback rankings? I know you dropped your own. How do you feel like I did? Uh, I like Leary a little bit better. Uh, I think otherwise they're they're very comparable. I had Milrow at 10, so I'm right there with you, 9 or or 10. And then Carson Beck, I had higher. It's difficult for me, even though I tell everyone when I produce these videos, I am ranking the player. This is not a statistical prognostication because everybody around Carson Beck's amazing. Mm. 
that he could be the seventh best quarterback in the SEC and his numbers might be top two or three in terms of efficiency and TDs because everybody's so good around him. Or you could be, you know, play, you could uh, move, you know, Bryce Young could have been playing for Vandy the last three years. Is he going to put up the same numbers? Of course not. So I try to separate and just focus on the player, which is nearly impossible to do in a team sport. But uh, otherwise, uh, I'm right there with you. I do have Beck higher, Leary a little bit higher as well. Mark Rogers, the voice of college football, joins us every single Monday. Mark, one last thing before I let you go, and why not? Let's just have some fun, man. I know it might be a little bit of a difficult question because we just solely have to project. But if there's a storyline that we come out of SEC Media Days, let's say there's something we are talking about that we did not expect we would be coming out of Media Days what would you think it is? Is it something regarding what a player said, coach said, something else? Like, do you think there could be like a surprise talking point coming out of media? Does it have to do with Greg Sankey and, and their approach on an eight-game, nine-game schedule? Like, what do you think could be the surprise talking point coming out of next week? I want to hear what Jimbo Fisher has to say about his team, and I want to see if he's going to try to lay low or if he's going to be bold and say, we are this good. Forget last season. We are this good. We should be this good. We should be the SEC champion. I think Brian Kelly's got a little bit of that in him as well to say, you know, he said all this about, I came to this league to beat Bama, to beat Saban, to be that team. They kind of got it done last year. Well, they shoot, they got it done, even though they had a lot of losses surrounding but they got the important wins and, and already accomplished that to a certain extent. But to to fully establish themselves as the team in the West, uh, yeah, those two coaches have a lot of pressure on them and a lot of expectations. Mark, appreciate you taking the time, man. Looking forward to chatting next week. SEC Media Days in Nashville. Going to be a ton of fun, man. Hey, we're getting closer. You know when SEC Media Days is around the corner, that means college football is on the verge as well. Mark Rogers, voice of college ball. Appreciate you taking the time, Mark. We'll talk again soon. Chris, you have a good time down there. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.